pause to consider. The podcast where you put your busy day on pause to consider spiritual encouragement and wisdom on your walk towards God's kingdom. Thanks for joining me. I'm Sam Taylor, here to get you thinking about the Word of God. Some time ago, I was watching a video where the challenge was to find the person that was drowning in this large community pool full of people before the lifeguard in the video did. Now, when I watched it the first time, I couldn't find the person in time. I would be a poor lifeguard. Part of the reason I couldn't find them was because all the examples I've ever seen of someone drowning, they were dramatized in movies and television. You know, in those instances, the, uh, the lifeguards alerted to the victim, they're crying for help, they're waving their hands around wildly. But as it turns out, that's not how it works in real life. When someone's drowning, they're, you know, they're unable to keep their heads above water. They're panicking, they're focused on self-preservation, and if they could cry out for help, they would. But the challenge is, if they open their mouths, it accelerates the drowning process as water gets into your mouth and into your lungs. And if you've ever been in a situation where you thought you were drowning or you were afraid of drowning, you're probably familiar with how terrifying it is to drown. That feeling where the water is just completely overpowering you. Now, what if I said that drowning isn't limited to a body of water? And I'm not talking about dry drowning or anything odd like that. No, drowning is a pretty apt metaphor for being overwhelmed and overpowered by the trials in our lives, whether they're internal or external. And the Bible talks about this extensively, especially in the Psalms. In Psalm 18, for example, David describes a scenario where he was overwhelmed and he thought his death was certain at the hands of King Saul. And he used drowning as the metaphor for his feelings of fear and anxiety. Not necessarily fear of Saul himself, but the anxiety from his internal doubts that he couldn't shake. Take a listen to Psalm 18. Uh, we'll re go through verses 1 through 6, and then we'll go down a bit later in the chapter and go down to verses 16 to 19 of Psalm 18. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield, and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and I am saved from my enemies. The cords of death encompassed me. The torrents of destruction assailed me. The cords of Sheol entangled me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord. To my God, I cried for help. From his temple, he heard my voice, and my cry to him reached his ears. He sent from on high. He took me. He drew me out of many waters. He rescued me from my strong enemy and from those who hated me, for they were too mighty for me. 
They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a broad place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. When we're struggling with sin and trials in our lives, it can feel a lot like the overpowering suffocation that comes with drowning. I can remember a time when I was younger, when I felt alienated from God because of my own decisions, my own decisions to follow my own desires instead of following Christ. And then when real troubles, real hardship came into my life, I felt like my support system was swept out from under me. I had left God. It felt so difficult to reach out to him again. And I was struggling to tread water in a sea of despair, and I didn't even have a plank of wood to hang on to. Now, perhaps you have an experience like this, or maybe you feel like that person drowning in a swimming pool with in a huge crowd fighting for your life, and you're not even able to raise your voice to let people know you're dying on the inside. But praise God for so many reasons, but praise be to God that he has a watchful eye on all of his little ones, y you and I included. Even when we're in over our heads, especially when we're in over our heads, struggling to tread water, God is present. And when we can't open our mouths to cry out, God can hear the sincere prayers from our hearts that our mouths can't speak. Another psalmist expressed it beautifully, I think, in Psalm 130, verses 1 through 5. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I hope. And this is wonderful encouragement to think about when we ourselves are overpowered by the struggles that we deal with. But what about when we're not drowning? How do we help others drowning in anxiety? Well, we need to know the signs. We need to see that cries for help, they're not going to be broadcast. Most aren't. We need to be aware of our surroundings and to check in on each other, not to be invested in our own fun time and our own self-interest. But it's crucial, too, that you know we don't just check in on the ones that are quieter than usual, we not or the ones becoming reclusive. Not that we don't, but it's important we check in on the ones making jokes, check in on the ones that are outgoing, because signs of drowning aren't obvious, but they'll be completely unnoticeable if we're only concerned with our own cares. We need to strive to be lifeguards for each other, looking out for each other's welfare. Now, Paul reminded the Philippians how Timothy embodied this principle, and he serves as an example for all young people, in body or in heart, how we can be lifeguards for each other. 
in Philippians 2, verses 19 to 22. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, so that I too may be cheered by news of you. For I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare. For they all seek their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know Timothy's proven worth, how as a son with a father, he has served with me in the gospel. The waves and torrents of this life are strong. They're often overwhelming. With Christ as our shepherd, with each of us looking to the needs of each other, not to ourselves only, we can prevent drowning in our body of believers. Being drowned by the worries and cares of this life. And if God wills, we'll all get to see that day foretold in Revelation where it says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. A time without drowning. A time without being overwhelmed by anxiety. That time is coming soon, sooner with each day. And I hope we all get to be there and I hope we can all help each other along the way to keep each other afloat in this sea we call life. I want to thank you for listening to my podcast, Pause to Consider. If you like this particular devotion, I hope you share it with your friends and your loved ones. If you have any feedback or any questions, I hope you can email me at pause to consider podcast at gmail.com. You can also subscribe to Apple Podcasts or your preferred streaming platform to pause to consider so that when new devotions are released, you're updated right away. I hope above everything else that this devotion was helpful for you. And I hope that God will be with you today and every day until we meet again, whether it's in our next devotion or in God's kingdom. God bless.